Welcome back to Podcrastination with me, Lizzie, and my good friend, Andy. For years, we've shared ideas for side hustles, voiced our aspirations, and taken on new challenges, all with varying degrees of success. We're just two friends searching for productivity in a world full of distractions. If you're enjoying our podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe, rate it, and please leave a little review. Thank you. Now, on to this week's episode, where we begin to explore imposter syndrome. Hello, Andy. Hello, Lizzie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very, very well, I think. It's um, another week. We are getting pretty proficient at this. Some would say productive. We've been consistent and we haven't put this off and we've got a regular time slot now. And I think we fully established one of those new habits we were talking about. I think that is, I mean, it's crept up on us really, hasn't it? I think we can definitely say that we are consistent, like you say. And if we do take a break, we can just say it's the end of season one. Do you know what? This is why we love podcasting now, because it, it, whatever you want it to be. Exactly. On our terms. It's got to be fun. We've got to enjoy it. Yeah, I think I think we are as well, which is always a good thing. Yeah, loving it. Um, so, Andy, it looks like you're wearing active wear. Uh, I have been due to wear active wear. No, I, I've had the little what would Lizzie say in the back of my mind all week and uh, still managed to put off the run until the day of the podcast. Yes, I did see this on Zoe's Instagram earlier. Um, she posted a lovely fetching photograph of you in all your lycra. That's right. And it did make me laugh because I was like, of course you've left it until podcast day to do your run because you knew you'd get a telling off otherwise. You're you're like my my conscience, my Jiminy Cricket just on my shoulder, just uh, <laughs> waiting to tell me on this podcast or ask me, sorry, have you been for your run? Because it's still one a week and, I, and I'm now, you know, and there's another 4k in the bag. I am Still not yet loving it, but I'm sure I'll get there. Good. Well, consistency is key. It's true. It is. It's something about this podcast and having someone like yourself there to just nudge me along, even without you realising it, to to really motivate. I read a book last year and it had something about this in it's I think and you you kind of buddy up with someone and they become your accountability partner and by telling somebody else your goals and what you want to achieve you, you can help each other stay on track. So I guess that's that's what this is really. Well, the I mean the hashtag #wwls what would Lizzie say is out there, but am I a nagging uh, sensation for you as well or is it just you're better at achieving these goals? No. no no, absolutely. You were always dropping me a message and checking in and making sure that I'm doing as I'm told. So have you kept up with your red, your run every day task or goal? So day of recording, it is the 21st of January and I have run for 21 consecutive <laughs> days and... Yes, it's still going. I'm in pain, Andy. It hurts. I was going to say, and you sound in pain for it. I mean, you're not you're not the sort of glowing endorsement for Andy. You really want to take up running, and you, you'd want to do it every day. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Honest. The problem is, is that I'm really, really stubborn, and I want to keep going for long distances. And I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll still do 10k. So instead of doing that two or three times a week, I'm now trying to do it like more often and without a rest day in between. And so it's my own fault, really. I should just do shorter runs. But that's, that's the uh, ethos that I'm going for at the moment. So 
you know, what would Andy do is the mentality that you need in there. <laughs> do the minimum amount possible. Yeah. But it can still be classed as a run. What I really, I want to end on a massive run. So I'd like to do half a marathon on the last day of January or the last weekend of January. So that'd be next week. Wow. Blow those January blues away. And... I mean, we had Blue Monday this week. We did. Did it help? Did you get out and, and run? Well, obviously you did, but did that help? I did run on Blue Monday, yes. Um, Monday, I can't even remember what I did on Monday. One of my colleagues sent a lovely little package in the post that had like tea bags and biscuits and some sweets in there. And we were all encouraged to give our colleagues a little phone call and take some time out of work and just to connect with people and make sure that everyone's all right and make sure that we have little positive mental health moment and stuff so that was really nice and as promised I did wear blue I wore a blue jumper all day long well done was there blue skies I don't think there was blue skies was there not here I mean it's rained for most of the week until it snowed so blue there was been blue sky today but uh, I forgot to wear blue despite it as saying it on the podcast but i have worn blue since so i've sort of made up for it well that's fine yeah as long as we were not blue in our moods then that is fine no i mean we we spoke last week and said it's not a a day that we assign as a negative day anyway so it's hopefully something that passed a lot of people by as well you know there's a lot of other stuff going on at the moment so an extra day that everyone survived ticked off uh got a lot of reasons to still be thankful for is is the way to look at it. Yeah, I feel like there was a real turning point this year. So previously, a lot of brands and companies and what have you would promote it, would use it as a way to push certain products or really highlight the fact that it's it's depressing but there was a real turning point I think obviously because we're in lockdown and it's quite a tough time for everybody anyway we don't need that added pressure of another day being highlighted as being depressing and so everyone sort of seemed to boycott it and there was a lot of stuff on social media that was don't buy into this marketing spiel that was created to sell holidays no one day is going to make you more depressed than another and make sure that you're looking after yourself all year round and lots of self-care sort of stuff and I think it was much nicer for everybody to just dismiss it and try and do something good instead I agree I think that's really good and I really like the the piece you were talking about from your work about checking in on a colleague as well and just stuff like that helps and I think that's part of something that I I was very very thankful for last year you know the more like I said on on our wrap-up of 2020 the the checking in of everyone more often is something we've we've got to carry forward you know everyone's still going through something even after all of this ends hopefully ends there is it will end end. yeah let's be positive yeah there'll still be friends and colleagues and people out there that you know just need that check-in every now and again exactly and you know we can get so caught up in our own little world because we're all sort of struggling and finding it tough that it can slip your mind sometimes that it might be a few weeks since you last spoke to somebody. So it's just remembering to check in on those people as well, isn't it? I agree. I think that is a perfect message to carry into the weeks and months ahead. Let's blow those January blues away altogether. Yes, I cannot wait to come flying out of January and (laughs) I'm going to do sit down February, I think, after this. It's fine. 
maybe next week we'll assign some additional goals for February. But I'm liking the sound of sit down February already. Well, your goal is to run every week throughout the year. So you can't get away with sit down February. Mostly sit down February. So that sounds like you've had a productive week with the one goal. We both have actually with the with the running side of things. And we yeah. promised that we'll limit any chat on that now. How are you getting on with reading then? Uh, I finished book one. Amazing. Remind remind me what it was. I was reading, I don't think I actually said what I was reading, okay. but I read Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. Lots of review, great reviews and lots of recommendations. And that was a Christmas present from my sister. And I gobbled it up. I absolutely loved reading it. It was about a 30-something-year-old and the trails and tribulations of online dating. So it's a story I could relate to. Oh, other, other than the uh, 30-year-old, of course, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. 30-something-year-old, I said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was trying to be, I was trying to be helpful then and, and make it out <laughs> as if you wouldn't know any of that age. Um, yes, because I'm still 21. Yeah, of course. Speaking of the trials and tribulations of online dating, any improvement on the Hinge correspondence? Absolutely none. I've not even opened the app. Probably sensible. I've just kind of decided that we're we're in lockdown. I can't meet up with anybody anyway. So like, what's the point? Lovely. I mean, if it was for anything else, I'd say that is not the attitude to have, but this is a personal choice. So, In my defence, though, I did take a bit of time out today to reply to lots and lots of people on WhatsApp. I must have sent 20 or so WhatsApp messages. You know, when someone messages you and you might be in the middle of a meeting or a call or, you know, eating your tea or something and you just don't get round to replying it and then you forget because, I don't know about you, but I always forget. And sometimes it gets so far down the list then that you don't even see it to, to remind you, to prompt you to then reply. And I knew that there was a couple of messages sort of lurking in there that did need a bit of attention. So I just took some time out and I replied to all of those instead and contacted some people that I'd not spoken to for a while. So kind of in the vein of what we were just saying, if just trying to reach out to people and, and let them know that you're there and that you're thinking about them and that you were interested to hear what they've been up to and how they're feeling and, and what have you. So I feel like that was a much better use of my time to reach out to friends and family rather than to a bunch of strangers on a dating app that I've never met before. I mean, that sounds sounds good. It, it sounds very, very productive, dare I say it, I think something you've been putting off. Firstly, I mean, the more this podcast goes on, the more popular I realise you are because, you know, replying to 20 people, however long it's been since they messaged you, is, is quite some feat. But yeah, I'd say... I used to, so we're talking like, I don't know, let's say five, six, seven years ago, I used to really get narked and annoyed at friends that wouldn't text back quite quickly. I was I was always there to sort of respond, but it's, it's possibly pre-WhatsApp. I mean, who remembers pre-WhatsApp? Someone actually sent me an iMessage this week and I didn't even know where the message app was on my phone. And I was like, why are you messaging on here? There's only one uh, person that I messages me and that's uh, Tesco when the delivery is due. But no, I, I used to sort of, I used to get really narked or just like internally, I'd never say it to them. And then as the years have gone on and as this podcast will attest, you know, you put stuff off, you get worse and worse at, at doing something productive. And 
I actually find that I was doing something similar and putting off or forgetting to reply to certain messages. So taking some time, carving it out to actually be there and present to respond is, is a great thing. You know the um, the desktop app for WhatsApp? Yeah. So I, I did it on there. So I was typing on the keyboard and it was just so much easier to type a really long message, reply to someone, ask lots of questions, tell them what you've been up to and just fire them out. It's so much better than trying to just type it on your phone. Either that or voice message. They're, that That's my preferred way of responding. So Lizzie's life hacks in uh, full effect here. <laughs> no, I, do you know what? Voice messaging is something that I've got more and more into. I mean, I used to think people were a little bit sort of lazy for not typing, but actually it can be so much easier, can't it? And then, yeah, but the, the desktop thing to reply in bulk, that's genius. Yeah, keyboard typing, so much easier than trying to type on your phone. Love it. Not at all like work, though. I maybe was putting off work while I was replying to these. It was. Uh, you mean in your lunch hour? Uh, yes, if my boss is listening, it was my lunch hour. Fantastic. It's a good excuse. Good way to spend it. I went yeah. for that run that we won't talk about in my lunch hour, and actually, it's a new routine. Does it make you feel like perkier for the afternoon? You see... I know I said, and I don't want to hark back to it too much, but you know I said I wasn't enjoying it yet. That after effect in the afternoon, because it's happened a couple of times now, does give you a little bit extra. I'm begrudged to say it, but you know you do get it from from exercise. Everyone knows there's that high afterwards of any kind. And knowing that you've done it already in the day, you don't have to wait until later is a very good thing. So, But I'm not yet getting up earlier in the day to do it then. I'm letting the body baby steps, baby steps exactly. Exactly. So um, I think you can say then that you've ticked off correspondence this week. I have, yes. Just the wrong kind, but um, <laughs> still a productive use of my time, I think. So how's Louis Theroux? Louis Theroux is staring at me begrudgingly from my nightstand because I'm a 19th century maiden who has a nightstand. <laughs> no, I have so on the On the back of his book is... A younger picture of Louis Theroux. It's quite menacing. And, and do you know what? There's a couple of things now that may make it onto our um, our podcastination Insta page, which is me in the lycra and the back of this Louis Theroux book. What I'm basically jumping around at is that I've read less than I would have liked, sadly. But you read some. Some, not a lot. Which I, it just it feels wrong that I'm not reading because it's a real goal again. I feel like the passion's there. How far through with this book are you? You like a quarter of the way through or? Yes. I, I think you're I mean, straight away spot on. I am about a quarter of the way through and I feel like I should be a bit further. I want to get ahead of it rather than be getting to the end of February and thinking, why haven't I finished this book? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever, I've probably never told you this before. Are you familiar with Danny Wallace? He. I am. Yeah. The yes man. That, that's exactly him. So I've been a big Dave Gorman fan for probably 20 years now. Uh, And Danny Wallace, I found through him. And over the years, they've both had lots of different things out. And Danny Wallace wrote a book called Charlotte Street. And looking back over my old blogs, it reminded me that I was super excited to get it when it came out. I then took the best part of 18 months to read the book on and off and it became one of my goals to read a chapter here chapter there and I don't know why so I've got form with this you just need to is that before bedtime it's that that's the ideal time no that that habit from uh, our lovely listener last week about making that new habit it's true 
It is true. That's why he's on my nightstand. Well, you'll get there. I have started book two. Have you? Go for it. What, what is it? It's called Grass Stains. And it's about a girl who works in media and likes to go to music festivals. Again, there's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? Is, is someone just sort of watching or uh, looking at your old Facebook posts and just going, do you know what? I'm going to write something about this. She just sounds like she's a perfect character. So I I sought out this book. I wanted a book about festivals because, as I've mentioned before, like I'm, I miss gigs, I li- miss live music, I miss events, I miss festivals. So I just thought it'd be great to kind of read a story centered around that. It is absolute torture. Oh, because of, not because it's a bad book, but because of the content. Well, I mean, it's it's not a highbrow read, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's it's an e- it's easy reading, and I'm getting through it quite quickly. Again, it was you know, like I was saying, I just want sort of simple stories, just good stories to follow along to, nothing that's too taxing. So it's great for that, and I'm a, I think I'm about a quarter of a way through that already as well. So yeah, just the description of being in the fields and being shoulder to shoulder with other people and drinking vodka out of a plastic bottle and wearing ridiculous outfits and glitter on your face and dancing till the early hours. Being at a festival is my happy place. It's my favourite place to be. I love it. I always feel like I've come home when I'm at a festival. There is nothing better than wearing ridiculous clothing and drinking cider at 10am. And a festival is the only place you can get away with that. Yeah, um, work isn't. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Well, I might try that for uh, a Monday morning's meeting. Just come wearing a lot of glitter and open a can of dark fruits. If there's a virtual suggestion box for your office now, because there, there obviously isn't a physical one at the moment, I'd say throw it in there and start the trend. Do it. I think it could start making some of these team video calls a bit more fun if we all start coming in ridiculous outfits. Everyone's got it. We're on lockdown free now. So you've got to think of new ways, exciting things to, to bring to these Zoom calls, these team events, and because we've all been there, done that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it because I would. I think I, <gasps> I want to see everyone's reaction. Maybe that can be my task for next week to have attended at least one team's call in a ridiculous outfit. This is it. Brilliant. I love this because uh, hopefully this is where I'm now on your shoulder a little bit and you'll go, do you know what? If I don't do it, what am I going to say to Andy on the podcast? Oh God, I'm going to die of embarrassment, aren't I? Oh well. It's all all good fun. It'll put a smile on people's faces and you know that's that's all I could ask for at the moment. We've said it before, sometimes you just have to let others laugh at you for a bit to make their day a bit better. And actually that gives you a bit of a buzz as well, inadvertently. So watch out Monday morning <laughs> sales meeting. I I can't I really want to be a fly on the wall actually. <laughs> Shall I just secretly invite you in on the call so you yeah. can see? Yeah, and, and for anyone on that, you know, we are just we're not advising that you uh, do the 10 a.m. drinking as well. That, so if that's the rumour that goes out there, it's just the, the outfit for now. I saw a great meme this week that was, blow on your mug of wine to make it look like it's tea when you're in a meeting. 
I've just thought exactly what I could wear for the meeting. Wow. So because obviously the weather is horrendous at the moment and it's still dark, well, pretty much all day long, I bought some extra visibility gear for running. I now have some sexy armbands and this over the body thing, which has flashing red lights on the front and back so that all the cars can see me coming as I'm running down the road. I think one day this get-up will be repurposed at some Pride event when we can hopefully go out dancing again. It's that kind of get-up. But I think the flashing lights and this neon reflective gear is what I need to wear for the sales call on Monday. Love it. So we've got our third photo for Instagram now because if, if there's one going up of me in my running gear, you've just sold this one to me. That has to go up as well. Deal. Deal. This reminds me as well of uh, do, have you seen Taskmasters? I religiously, that's part of the things that I could probably say I put off other things by rewatching. So um, I, I love it. I just think it's brilliant and it's just silly, good fun and just appeals to my sense of humour greatly. Lizzie, who we've mentioned before on this podcast. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. We often challenge each other to silly Taskmaster style challenges oh. and then we have to send video evidence of these being achieved and it's basically just how can we try and embarrass each other the most i love this if i didn't love your friendship already i feel like this has just cemented yours and and lizzie's friendship perfectly join the gang if you like we can um, start sending you task master challenges as well brilliant i'm in i mean for now you know the goals are getting to me i'm already got you on my shoulder of, of what would lizzie say so if you want me to embarrass myself as well then throw it in yeah, it's all good, clean fun. Yeah, exactly. So the readings maybe not quite where you'd like to be at. No. What about um, the writing and the blogging? You know, are we getting another extract from you know some Andy's wisdom? I don't know if uh, if the world really wants more of Andy's wisdom, but it's it's going. So there has been some getting back into the groove of it, shall we say? Haven't yet written any more. So whether that be as part of the book or any more blogs and I know it sounds like I've done nothing this week but um <laughs> I'll say now part of the reason that I I have procrastinated is it's getting very close to the boring January self-assessment tax bit and that has taken over my life this past week well as long as you're not putting that off I think that's that's the main thing yeah and I won't bore anyone with any more of that but that is part of what's taken over but this week I have really enjoyed getting back into the swing by Actually, and this might sound a bit odd, but are you familiar with the author Marion Keys? I am, yeah. she's She writes a lot of romantic, like chick lit. I hate that word, but it's that sort of style, yeah. isn't it? I'm glad you said that because I don't think I'm allowed to use that term. I don't know. It just sound it does sound wrong, doesn't it? It sounds a bit outdated now, I think. Yeah, which is what, how my blogs sound in some respects as well. I've sort of read back. Now, she's been doing or she's done a couple of Instagram live posts where she talks about how to write a book oh amazing yeah i know it's not you know I, i'm not professing that i'm going to be the next tolkien or anyone george yeah, but R. why not andy why not well no but i feel like she's someone who's prolific you know i've i know who she is and I, it's not aimed at me so that, you know, she's obviously got into the, the mainstream of writing. So she's got a lot of knowledge to give. And she's funny. She's hilarious as well. And how she comes across with it is brilliant. I, d- I didn't know anything about her before this, but I saw through someone that I know on Insta shared the link. I thought, 
it's just the world telling me right now, actually, you're looking to get back into this. This is happening. Just give it a watch. So yeah, that's been, I've got pages of notes now down from like these two hours so far. And there's a bit of homework each week to get done, but I'm sort of saving that up. Oh, whilst... yeah. <laughs> How are you getting on with that? Um, yeah, like I said, I'm sort of saving that up. That that uh, wouldn't have washed at school, would it? You know, if you'd got to. <laughs> I'm saving my homework for a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, towards the end of term, you'll get it all in bulk. <laughs> well, these sound amazing. I'm going to have to go check them out. It sounds like just a good way to get some tips from the experts and be able to yeah. sort of structure yourself so that when you do put the time to it, that that time is spent wisely i think it do you know what it is it's really helpful it talks about how to sort of develop a plot or a character or get get everything in uh shape before you actually start if i can stick to it when i'm ready it'll be really really useful so i'm happy with that it's felt productive even though there's no new words on a page so to speak and why like why do you think you've not got pen to paper yet part of me is still feeling like it's not who I feel like it is who I am, but I don't feel like it's who I should be in some respects. Like, do you ever get that imposter syndrome feeling? Oh my God, all the time. Right. Okay. So I'm glad you've said all the time because I get it not just with this, with with work life and stuff like that. And it kicks in when you don't realize it. So sometimes, and I think this is what's plagued me with writing all this time. It's like, no, you, you do this and this is your hobby. So no one really cares about it. So you shouldn't really go too far with it or, you know, even down to something like I posted the quote that I read from my old blog back onto Insta last week. And I did it because I thought it's a strange time at the moment. It sounded quite relevant. But even then I had this like little imposter syndrome going, someone will not care what little inspirational quote you think you've written because who are you? Yes, somebody might think that, but those words might also resonate with someone else. And that's even if it's just one person, then it's worth it, isn't it? But this, I relate so much to this. Like, as you know, I had a Instagram account and a blog that went along with it that, that was all about positivity and how to live a more positive life. I was trying to center it around good mental health practices and that kind of thing. And I would do this for a bit and then I would stop doing it for a bit and then I would do it again and stop again. There was no consistency with it. And a lot of that was imposter syndrome. There were so many times where I'm like, like, who do I think I am? People are going to think, who, who do I think I am? Like trying to be some sort of Instagram influencer, posting posed photos. And I just, I don't know. I just, I was like, oh, it's like a worm inside your mind, isn't it? That just yeah. takes over. You know, why are you doing this? No one cares. And it's like those people that get quoted all the time, they would just norm they are just normal people. And <laughs> we need to stop putting people on a pedestal in that way. There is no reason why somebody anybody can say something that inspires someone else. I think it it happens a lot in the workplace as well. I know it has done for me over the years because you exactly like you just said, you put other people on a pedestal so you for some reason and especially in the hierarchy of a any industry whatever level you go in at you are automatically told in certain companies you know so and so is above you you report into this person they report into this and you go up and each time you learn a bit more or you progress slightly through that you're then not the newbie but you still maybe have that grounding that humbling and it's that if you carry that with you a it's probably a good thing to be humble but 
you are also then going, well, why am I now allowed to do this that I put above me at that point? You can second guess yourself. I have it at work all the time. And some days I can wake up and have such confidence in myself. And then other days I have such crippling self-doubt. On those good days, the confident days, I feel like I could take on the world, that I could start a million pound business mm-hmm. overnight. Anything that I try could be successful. There's that optimism in in anything and everything. And then on the self-doubt days, it could not be further from the truth. And I just have that, I don't know anything. I'm not experienced enough. Why will anybody have any confidence in what I have to say? Who do I think I am? I have to think about how long I've been in my job and been doing my career for. And it's over 10 years. And mm. you do have learned, I must have learned something in 10 years. <laughs> I think it, and I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now, which I've been, you know, I've been in the same role for five years now. I mean, I still have a lot of imposter syndrome. I do feel like my confidence is growing because I'm trying to focus more on that positive side of things and go, actually, you are here for a reason. And if I wasn't doing a good job, I'd be performance managed. And that's never, ever happened. So you've got to kind of remind yourself of that sometimes, I think. I think you're spot on. It, it just, it's interesting that you say, you know, even after five years, because it can it can definitely stay with you. It's something that I hope in some respects that we're not alone in this, that even those people that are getting quoted left, right and centre or, you know, people who have written a, a best-selling book. I kind of hope in a way that they still feel like, I can't believe this is happening to me rather than, you know, or, or I can't believe that I'm at this this juncture in my life. But those highs when you, when something clicks where you are or where you work or in a passion project and you feel like, yeah, do you know what? Actually, I know what I'm doing now and, and people should listen to me, but it is confidence and maintaining belief in yourself a confidence in how it comes across not an arrogance obviously no it's it's self-promotion isn't it and if you don't believe in yourself how is anyone gonna anyone else gonna believe in you is that what RuPaul says I'm gonna take your word for it you're not really target market for RuPaul I'm not but a lot of people might be shocked that I don't watch it (laughs) I think you would love it I think I would as well uh, Well, there's still plenty of lockdown time left, so uh, who knows? Could be my next guilty pleasure. I just started watching the first episode of the new series, the UK version, just before we started recording. So I'm going to finish that as soon as we finished. Wow. Is it living up to everything you'd hoped? Oh, yeah. I'm excited already. Do you think anyone on that's getting imposter syndrome? If they are, they don't show it. They always just have bags of confidence. And I guess that's part of the process, isn't it? It's like putting all of that makeup on and getting dressed rest up and it's getting into that mind frame and it's it's like a mask I guess but going into work is a bit like that sometimes like you you have to fake it till you make it sometimes like fake that confidence and yeah. if you do it often enough then you'll trick your brain into thinking oh actually I'm really confident do you know what? I used to work with uh so I'm not going to name any names I used to work with someone that used that phrase fake it till you make it it used to annoy all of us because she just the way that she used it seemed quite arrogant but there's a there's a subtle truth in it isn't there that you have got to just have that self-belief and self-confidence to to show that you belong in in whichever world you're choosing to be in. This brings me seamlessly into my quote of the week. Lizzie's quote of the week. We'll get a jingle one day. 
<laughs> I won't sing it though. Don't worry, anybody. Nor me. Okay, so my quote this week is, confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong. Ooh, do you know what? That is a seamless link. That's that's fantastic. No, I, I really like that. So, sorry, one more time, just the start of it. Confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong. Do you know what? And, and going back to me not writing anything recently, and it's affected the, the gin blogging world as well. And I feel like there's always that someone else out there that's, that knows what they're doing more than I do, or that they are just on it more. They've got the, the spare time to focus on it. And you, one of your goals was around, you know, Photoshop and, and stuff like that and learning to do stuff that some people that seem to be coming into the industry or, or the world just seem to know how to do. And I feel like the world is is very easy for you to visualize. You know, you can sit and watch TikTok videos for 20 minutes and realize that there are people out there that are incredible at making these things. And it can make you feel like, oh, my my basic one is nothing. But But it's just practice, isn't it? And the more you do it, better you get at anything. Yeah, I think it's it's true. So procrastination and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. Yeah. So quite a lot of people who suffer from imposter syndrome will procrastinate and then they'll do something last minute and then they can blame any inadequacy on the fact that they left it to them last minute and they can blame any success on it just being fluke and luck but the opposite is also true so imposter people with imposter syndrome quite often do the complete opposite and they work twice as hard and put twice as much energy in and can then suffer from massive stress because there's this pressure that they put on themselves to always be achieving and feeling that they have to put in twice as much work as everyone else to be able to achieve those things. Uh, absolutely. Spot on. It just feels, I think I'm definitely in that first camp. Like I, I will work, yeah, I'll work hard at, at things, don't get me wrong. It's almost that, like I said, the someone else is better. Someone else is doing it slightly better or already doing this. Why would anyone want to hear me? So I just sort of go, oh, I'll, I'll just jot. I've got a pen, you know, every, everyone's got notes in their phone these days. And I've got what would be reams on reams of, oh, that's a thought. I'll add that to this. Or, you know, those bits are coming along. But piecing it together, taking the time, that bit gets put off by me going, okay, I'm not I'm not ready or or don't want to just yet. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably half and half because there are certain things that I will just put off and put off and put off. But then I think if I feel it's maybe like a fight or flight sort of reaction. And if I feel like this imposter syndrome and this inadequacy that I'm feeling could jeopardize an opportunity then I think to see and I feel like that's been reflected back on me by people around me which it probably isn't that's probably all in my head but I think then I would go into full-blown work all hours God sends to get something done to prove that I have a right to be in that place yeah it either way like you say it can create stress i think you if you're overworking it overthinking it you know living it twice as as hard then yeah it can create stress and also if you're telling yourself you're not good enough that's not good for you either so it's not a great place to be but there is light at the end of these things because breaking it down your quote still stays with me about a, an action plan that is needed to achieve these goals so breaking it down is definitely 
the way forward and just then getting it out there whatever it is put it out there like our goals for this year you know and they're, they're kind of working so does the marion keys tutorials is that helping to build your confidence and making you feel like you can enter into that space as well Yes, I would say it's helping me. Weirdly, there is then a, a little tangent that happens. So off the back of that, you find yourself finding other people that maybe write or have written books or, I don't know, posting quotes or this, that and the other. There is definitely then a world that you can get into. And if you start surrounding yourself with that, it does give you that little bit of confidence. It does knock you a bit sometimes, like I said, with it can make you feel like everyone's doing something better. But if I can focus on carving the time out, I think the notes I've learned so far would get me back into the swing of it and actually put some structure into something that might make me even more productive than I've ever been. Fabulous. What is going to be your plan for next week you know can you break that down in, into smaller steps so is there one sort of small bit that you can do if it's starting to structure characters or like I, you know I don't know is there part of something that's quite simple that you could start doing yes I mean actually writing out what she's asked for from the homework from week one so I think if I I will knuckle down and I'll attempt to do the homework from week one and then report back sounds great Love it. There you go. There's another piece of what would Lizzie say on my shoulder for the week. (laughs) And I think this is a perfect time to wrap up this podcast because you've got homework and I haven't. Oh, well, yeah, we need to, we really need to work on this. I'm not coming off very well, am I? I think that's a good idea. I will go and attempt to get that reading before bed habit started again. Until then, you can find us on Insta at podcastpod. And on Twitter, at PodcrastinationPod. Sorry, they're not the same. Um, and you can email us as well, but I have no idea what the email address is. So, Andy, you'll have to uh, you'll have to say that one. Okay, so the email is different again, and it's contactpodcrastination at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, so please do drop us a line, because that would just make our week. Yeah, it, it's good. Please do get in touch and then make our week and come back next week, where you'll find out not only if I've done my homework, but if Lizzie did actually dress up for her team's meeting. Oh, of course. So I do have homework. See, I'm forgetting it already. I know, conveniently. So until then, Lizzie, I will see you next Tuesday. I will see you next Tuesday, Andy. Bye. Bye.